Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 40. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the twilight saga fan podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft i'm stephanie ravenscraft and my friends we are back with yet another episode devoted to the book breaking dawn and stephanie what chapters are we talking about today uh, 19 20 and 21 the boring ones <laughs> that's what you call them they you, do have their own names folks you are not going to believe this but I will want to tell you that I liked it better when Jacob was telling the story. <laughs> I loved when you said that to me. It was so funny because, no, like the last two or three chapters of um, book two, yeah. you said, I can't wait to get back to Bella telling the story. I know. And then we start and you're like, oh, I missed Jacob telling the story. Well, of course, it starts off with her turning into a vampire and it's all right. a lot of pain ouch ooh ouch pain this hurts ouch pain well ouch, chapter ooh, 19 ouch. is burning <laughs> i mean if the ooh, it burns i get it do we need an entire chapter about her burning okay well clear clearly you didn't get it because they're separated there is the pain that she remembers of renesmee's birth get it. i love that and then there is the pain of of the burning and the transformation that they are distinctly different. Okay. So clearly you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Anyway, I, I thought that was a, a little bit, Oh, come on. Can we move? Uh, what's going to happen next? Right. I get it. It burns. Okay. What happens next in the story? <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. Okay, but it took three days. I and mean, this is, if you're going to go from Bella's perspective now. I know, which I it, said it was painful. It burned. It did a lot. <laughs> um, you know, in the beginning, um, in the beginning of the chapter, I really like the way, um, you know, she, she separated, you know, um, the, the non-reality was black and it didn't hurt so much. And the reality was red and um, it was like being sawed in half and hit by a bus and uh, punched by a prize fighter and trampled by bulls and submerged in acid all at the same time. And that's just the giving birth part, <laughs> you know, it's like, but I love the way that, that Stephanie wrote that and just really tried to get you to. She really tried to describe what it might feel like to seriously be beaten and broken from the inside out. Right. Do you know what? I mean, and I know you didn't appreciate any of that, but I love the way that she tells it and describes it. And it's, I don't know. If you weren't eager to get on to the next part of the story of what's going to happen between the Collins and and the Quilute tribe, then, you know, okay. then I can understand being all into that. All right. <laughs> you're either into the story or you're not. I mean, there's more to the story than just... You know, I, I don't know. I, for was, me, I mean, I obviously wanted to know. I mean, she, she, you know, they finally got to the place where she has now been transformed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, it's a reality. I, I didn't, I didn't think they would ever get married. They got married. That was, it's like, wow. Okay. Right. Now the only thing else that they've ever been leading up to are two things. There is 
if she becomes, you know, will she actually be transformed into a vampire? That's number one. Okay. And then number two, there's only one thing left. Okay. What about the tree? Actually, no, there are two things left. There's what about the treaty between the Quileutes and the Cullens for, uh, you know, for turning a human into a vampire. And then there is one other thing. And that is what about, oh, well, no, no, that, no, there, that's it. But I was going to say, there's still the issue of the Volturi. Okay. Uh, but now I guess the Volturi could still be in the picture as a possible issue with a half human child. Okay. So, so the thing is, is like, okay, she's a vampire. Boom. Big payoff. Let's move the story along. Now it's they will. The, I I know. After we read an entire chapter about her burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, this is like um. <laughs> what? It's like when you come upstairs at the end of the day, and I say, "How was your day?" And you go dollar for dollar what you made throughout the day, and I'm just like, I would have just taken a fine. So I mean, <laughs> I get what you're saying here, but this is part of the story. <laughs> I thought you liked it when I shared. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, I do. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. It no, sounds like I'm... it was painful as my burning experience. <laughs> if you have a burning experience, I don't even know about it. <laughs> Seriously, but um, it, it's just it, it's it's we're back at Bella's perspective, and uh-huh. and it's part of the story. And yes. I'm sorry that you didn't like it or that you found it boring, but if you will bear with me, I'm going I to. Will. Share some notes. Share just I didn't take a lot of notes because I know you didn't like it. That's fine. But Go ahead. um but the definite separation between the birth and and you know the the changing um the the satisfaction that uh, I call it satisfaction. I don't know if that's what other people would read, but when she realizes that she was strong enough to survive Renesme, you know, she was strong enough to in her her weak human body to grow this this child until it was able to sustain on its own you know and and coming to that realization that she had done what she had set out to do yep you know um i i like when she is realizing that and um when she finds out that it's not just about the pain that she's feeling there's a reason she's supposed to be holding on you know, and it takes her a while to pinpoint that reason. But when she does, and I think maybe as a mom, I understand that differently. But when she pinpoints that reason why she's supposed to be holding on, she holds on harder. Right. You know, she she wills herself the strength to make it through because it's not just about her anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the 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 morphine starts to set in and she can't move her body and she realizes that it's because of the morphine and that she has had venom and morphine in her body at the same time before and um so she's basically just paralyzed while she's laying there on fire and um on 378 her her senses start to change and she is able to uh, think around the fire and so she can have you know her her it, it's just i i love the way that it's described i know that you thought it was long-winded and there shouldn't have been an entire chapter devoted to it but i love the way stephanie took the time to describe it because this is how you tell me your day mm-hmm. this is how women 
tell their husbands their day, you know? And so I just, I appreciate it for being part of the story, even though when I turned to book three, Bella, I'm like, that's not what I expected to read the first time, but I've read it six times now. And so I I knew what was coming. Right. And anyway, um, I love the part where, okay, she's still, um, She's still on fire. She's still burning. and But she's now able to hear everything going on around her because her hearing has changed. And um, Alice comes in the room. and Or first, Alice and, and um, Carlisle come in together. And she can um, distinguish between their two footsteps mm-hmm. what they sound like. I think that that is cool. And um, because I don't think you can really understand the the way Stephanie wrote the, the heightened vampire senses because they haven't been part of the story before. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but anyway, when Alice comes in the room and Edward asked her how much longer and Bella's like, couldn't they not at least say it out loud for me? That that's funny. You know, how much longer, you know, 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 days, how much longer? And, um, so anyway, I just think that that was funny. Yeah. So um, then we move into chapter 20. Which is this is where they go hunting? New. No. Okay. Chapter 20 is new. That's when she wakes up and um, opens her eyes and everything is so clear and sharp and um, looks completely different than she's ever seen. There's an eighth color to the rainbow, which I would love to see an eighth color to the rainbow. That would just be cool. This is where her senses are heightened. She is a new, she's completely new. She's not the klutz that she was before and she looks different. She hears different. She smells different. Uh, She feel, not only that she feels different, but she feels, she she has, her senses are different. Right, right. And um, so I, I love, you know, reading that when she wakes up and she can see the dust particles in the air. And obviously I already said the eighth color of the rainbow and it was just, um, it's just fun. But then when, when like she, her whole family's there, obviously they're all there and um, they're expect, I mean, they have an expectation of what she will be like when she wakes. They've all been that before. And so they're all standing there. And when she realizes that she's the threat and she's thinking through it and then she's like, it was only a 16th of a second. And I'm like trying to imagine and comprehend what a 16th of a second might you know, feel like, because for me, that was just four seconds. And, um, but I, whoop, I just knocked my headphones off. Do you see that? I saw that. I had hair blowing in my face anyway. Um, but I like that. And then she hugs Edward for the first time and he's Almost like, Almost breaks him. Ow, right. <laughs> you need to be careful. You're stronger than I am. That's funny. That is, it's hilarious. You, you like that. You did appreciate that that was funny, right? I did. I, this chapter was okay. Okay. All yeah. right. And I, I, then, liked uh, the, I, I did like this chapter. Yeah. And then Alice in the mirror, making sure that she can see herself and, um, and brings the, she brings in a huge mirror. The mirror is like bigger than Alice's mm-hmm. that she carries into the room so that Bella can see herself. And she's obviously, oh, obviously yeah. Alice dressed her because she's wearing um, blue silk and uh, stiletto heels, which are things she would never put on um, herself. And, but then when she sees Jasper for the first time 
and his scars, like that's something that we've never seen because they've never been part of the story until Eclipse when he shows her his arms. Mm-hmm. But here she describes him as having them all over his face. Right. Like he's he's covered in in battle scars. Mm-hmm. And um, he is very concerned that she has more self-control than maybe they think she should. Why and do you think he's concerned or just notices? Well, I think he's concerned. Well, I th- maybe concerned is the, the the wrong word, but he he is definitely um, taken by it, and I think that's because newborns are his specialty, so to speak. You know that we learned that in the last book. That's what he did, and he's never seen anything like this, right? You know, and um, that she can rein in her emotions, and when she did something that. Um, made the others, you know, stand up straighter, you know, she, she did something. I think it's when she saw her red eyes um, and she saw that it, that her feeling bothered them. She controlled her emotions and that bothered Jasper. He's like, I don't understand that. It's not that it's wrong. It's that we don't understand it. Right. And, um, she still, no, Edward still cannot, read her mind right that is the next thing because she asks him are you disappointed and he says yes and she immediately goes through years of of rejection and um he says that he was hoping that he would be able to read her mind now that it's more like his own and she goes oh well at least i'm pretty and (laughs) you're never merely pretty but uh i love that so she's like she's such a girl at least i'm pretty nice (laughs) That's a very girl thing to say. Yeah. And um, so that that's all I wrote down about new. Okay. But I like her opening her eyes to the... The, the thing that they didn't share, unless maybe the whole control issue, the, the fact that she can control herself like this, mm-hmm. they they haven't revealed her super secret, you know... Her superpower. Her superpower, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I assume that she's going to have one. Her vampire super strength. Right. Yeah. You think? It, yeah. Okay. I, I would assume so. I mean, so far, everybody has one. Mm, not everybody has one. No, Rosalie doesn't have one. No? Emmett doesn't have one. Okay. Carlisle and Esme don't have one. Okay, well, forget that whole idea then. Hold on. What? Okay. Lots of dead air. I'm sorry. Go, we'll speak. <laughs> why, why do I have to be the only one to talk? Come on. Anyway, what are you looking at? I'm looking. Okay, yeah, it's it. Yeah, no. Rosalie, Emmett, Carlisle, and Esme do not have one, so she doesn't have to have. I mean, they don't all have one. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. But so maybe she won't have one. But she has something going on that, or it could be self control. Jane can't. Jane can't. Well, that was when she was human, though. Right. Well, I assume that. Because Edward can't read her mind now, that 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 whatever that is about her has not changed. Okay. So. Anyway, we'll find. Okay. we'll find out. So chapter twenty one. Chapter twenty one is um, first hunt. Yes. And I, um, when I got to chapter twenty one, now I had already seen. The movie Twilight, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I had already noticed that they left out an entire chapter, um, Blood Type, which is chapter five, um, on the fact that Bella can't stand blood. 
you know, she right. really can't. And um, and so I get to this chapter, First Hunt, and I'm wondering what it's going to be like and how it's going to be. And when she catches the scent of the humans, but she's able to stop herself and run away, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like then it became more important that they left that out of the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's got to have something to do with that, right? I would assume so. So, um, but in the beginning of of, of um, first hunt, she is concerned about jumping out the window. Um, why do we need to jump out the window when we have all the time in the world and we can just go out the back door? But um, Renezme is downstairs, as is Jacob, and um, they they clearly make a point to tell her that that. Renesmee is half human and, you know, they think that she's so crazy out of control that, you know, she could harm her daughter. And she's like, am I really, you know, really? Am I that crazed? I I don't, she doesn't think so, but they're taking precautions. And so she, she jumps out the window, but I love when she throws the heels back through the window Mm -hmm. and she throws the stilettos back at Alice. I think that that is funny. I love Alice and Bella's relationship. I do. I like. I just like Alice a lot. I know you do. I know you do. But um, but anyway, that so she's she's running for the first time and feeling you know the speed that she has. Um, There, Edward lets her win in a race, but then later on she realizes that he let her win, and she's like, "Why? (laughs) Why? Why did you let me win?" It just um, she really doesn't want to be treated any differently. Uh, obviously there's the whole description of her first hunt, which really I could probably could have done without. Um, I didn't, I don't mind reading it, but it felt really weird to read it out loud to you. That felt really weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but obviously it went fine. It's instinctual. She, she got it down. Um, finding out that she's still attracted to Edward, that it is still, um, you know, high chemistry between the two of them. She thought that her thirst would be the only thing that she can think about, but now she's finding out that she can think around it. And right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But I, I do um, really like Edward in the part where he's like, it's really hard to watch her hunt because for the last two years, he's been protecting her. Mm-hmm. And it's very against the grain to watch her tackle a mountain lion. You know, I like when he he's just standing there watching her, basically. Wouldn't it be interesting if he was the one who was like, eh, I don't know if I like this woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already covered that in, uh, in Eclipse. That was, yeah. yeah. She was afraid that he wouldn't want her anymore when she didn't, you know, feel the same and smell the same. And yeah. so... um. It's just, I, this is all necessary, I think, to get on to the next part of the story. Yeah. I'm hoping that you'll want to read again soon. Uh, Maybe this uh, evening. Maybe this evening? Maybe. It depends. Yeah, we'll see. And, um, because we still have to finish the finale of Covert Affairs. Yes. And uh, so, anyway, I'm looking forward to getting into more of the book. I hope that you don't find the rest of the book boring. I don't think I will. I, uh, and I, there's going to be some big things happening, right? There's 
There should be. Well, don't tell me there should be. You know. I know, I know, but I'm not gonna tell you. Well, I'm. Here's what I'm hoping for. This is what I. This is what I'm expecting. All right. So, uh, okay. Bella is now. Um, she is now a vampire. Yes. And she's adjusting, and she's actually more in control than any than anybody that had ever assumed. So, okay. I want to know how does she tell Charlie? Does you know? Okay. You know? Does she get to interact with Charlie? Okay. You know, and all all that stuff. I want to see that. I want to see what's going on now because of all of this. How is this going to affect the Quillute trial tribe? Okay. And I would assume I'm assuming that Jacob is going to take over the tribe as his rightful place. Okay. That's what I'm expecting. Okay. And I expect that the um, Volturi are going to catch wind of the fact that there is a half human, half child, and that there's going to be more there. And I, I'm going to go so far as to say that the Volturi versus the Collins and Quillute tribe working together. <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> How about that? Would I? Would it be awesome if I was totally right on? That would be... Um, people would have to wonder if you looked ahead. <laughs> anyway, I, and I haven't. I know. I have not looked at anything in the, in the head, but I'm just thinking, you know, if I were writing the story, what what else right. is there? What else is there? So. Right, I understand. Well, anyway, we'll be back soon, my friends, with another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. Please tell folks about us over here at twilightsagapodcast.com. And of course, if you haven't heard already, we have a brand new brand that we've just launched for podcasting. It's called On the Screen with Cliff and Stephanie. Check it out at onthescreenpodcast.com. And until next time, everybody, we encourage you to join join the the community. community.